Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Yo, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. On a Wednesday at noon, my time, uh, we're going to talk about Gary Chambers, filibuster, and a couple other things. So uh, hang out and enjoy. Hey, it's us, me, Mickey420. Thanks for joining us. And uh, let's jump to Tom and see what we get into. What up, dude? Yo. How's it going? Hey, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We have a heck of a lead story. It was a Senate candidate that has smoked cannabis in his um, campaign ad for the Senate in Louisiana. We also have a few other stories that we're going to cover in our little news summary. South yeah. Carolina's in the news. There might be a federal probe into Missouri's medical marijuana program. We have an international story from Thailand. The Kansas Attorney General evidently has banned D8 in its state, and the filibuster may change. All of that, but first, don't forget to head over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and see if your team is qualified to get into the cannabis industry. There was over 350 people on our teams that uh, filled out that form last month on CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, and we've reached out and gotten in contact with several of them to try to help them start their legal cannabis businesses. Right on, dude. So, yeah, jump into Gary Chambers. Jump into Gary Chambers. That was the news of the week. And so this Gary Chambers cat is seen here, and it's called 37 Seconds. I believe it is 37 seconds long, and it is a reference to how often someone is arrested for marijuana in the United States. And this this is one of the cooler aspects of Every it. Every 37 seconds. There it is. Every 37 seconds. Possession. And just starts off with him lighting a blunt. And, you know, of course, I'm not the biggest fan of blunts because I don't smoke tobacco. But check that out. Look at this. This is uh, Gary uh, Chambers Jr.'s YouTube channel. And so suddenly he got 136,000 views overnight. That's how uh, popular this was. And his subscribers, uh, none, which is kind of a bummer. But, uh, yeah, Marijuana Moments reporting this. And everybody else is reporting this. I saw this thing going around the internet, uh, something fierce. 
Yeah, no, everybody's been uh, posting it. You know, I've been following him since the, during, uh, what, two years ago during the uh, protest, Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, really? Cause Gary Chambers made this beautiful, like, the guy is a brilliant man where uh, there was a school debate about, like, the name of the school. Like, it's Robert E. Lee or some other BS, like, person in history. And uh, uh, they're trying to change it. And at the same time, while they're trying to have a emphatic, intelligent conversation, there was a woman that was on like Amazon or something shopping for high heels and he called her out. He's all, Hey, whatever her name was. Uh, uh, we're talking about like all these injustices, like, you know, slavery is not a light topic and all right. the, uh, uh, you know, the horrible things that happened in the beginning of America, you know, like this is not nice and friendly to talk about yet. She was a stop shopping for shoes, but yeah, I, I, I really hope he gets it in Louisiana. I, I think the reason why he didn't get so many subscribers is because he is just a politician trying to fix his state. Right. He's, a yeah. home homebody, like yeah. unless you're in him on the show would be fun. Like having oh, him on yeah. the show would be great. But then, like he's got a campaign. I bet their primary. Do they have? Do they say when the primary is? Because he got to get through the primary first. If he does, then he'll have some time, and we might be able to find out how to get him on the show. If you, if anybody knows him, you know, drop it in the comments. Get in touch with us. Uh, you know, get in touch with me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. I don't want to just like DM this guy and be like, "Hey, do you want to come on the program?" I mean. Uh, there has well, to be it, some it, email address we can get from him. It was funny, dude, because like uh, sometime last year, because he's been from when he went viral the first time and building up momentum for his campaign and 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 getting uh, 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 people supporting him. Um, he did a trip to California uh, early, you know, uh, middle of summer uh, during pandemic time, and uh, you know he was amazed by walking into a store. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's 180 degrees from Louisiana. You know, being able to not get arrested not be messed with it's it's like shopping for mm-hmm. potatoes well he's got a quote here for too long candidates have used the legalization of marijuana as an empty talking point in order to appeal to progressive voters i hope that this ad works not only to destigmatize the use of marijuana but also forces a new conversation that creates a pathway to legalize this beneficial drug and forgive those who are arrested due to outdated ideology i mean it's uh, everything that we believe in but that was wonderful PR as well. I mean, he is now uh, very well known. That's uh, our lead story. And he's running for the Senate in Louisiana. Gary Chambers um, just comes right out and starts starts that ad. Just firing up a blunt. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. It's a great ad. You should follow his channel. Follow him. He's got great uh, advice in history. Speaking well, of advice. Oh, go ahead. It was not a crime for him to make that uh, that video, that campaign ad either. Not only does he have First Amendment protection, but also they have decriminalized up to 14 grams. And there's no way that was a 14 gram blunt, maybe a two or three gram blunt. But um, and in New Orleans, that where the ad was filmed, police recently announced they would no longer be issuing citations over simple possession of cannabis by itself. There you go. That's great. Can you imagine? Because some people do get arrested for posting on social media i mean can you imagine just you doing whatever you do every day and then that is evidence for a crime like that's just ridiculous as far as that goes you know uh, right. i mean and this is why prohibition is so bad and why we need to end this this law and, and fix it equally for everybody right like i got this weird uh lib thinking that we all are entitled to uh, uh equalness i don't know what kind of crazy madness that is no. but <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not you're only equal before the law, but the law is rarely enforced. And so uh, hopefully South Carolina is going to be getting into the mix soon as South Carolina medical marijuana legalization will be on the Senate floor 
next week. So says its sponsor in the Marijuana Moment is reporting that uh, Senator Tom Davis said he's spoken to Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey about his bill. Again, these are both Republicans out of South Carolina, and it's called the South Carolina Compassionate Care Act and has received the commitment that it would be one of the first things we take up in the chamber this session. And so medical cannabis coming to South Carolina, perhaps. You you know, the reason why the Republicans are behind this one is because South Carolina is a red state. Like, 90%, 90%, if you're going to throw a, a dart at it, you know, like that's who's going to be sponsoring a bill for legalization. So good on you guys for being in the present and not like believing in weird stuff uh, uh, off the Internet. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right, let's throw some cold water in that because it's essentially going to be a millionaire's club as it calls for only 15 vertically integrated marijuana business that will control production, distribution and sales. More than 100 dispensaries would be licensed to operate under the bill. This is essentially an ATC, that is an alternative treatment center, and or it is a um, MMTC, a medical marijuana treatment center model for uh, for medical cannabis that is popular in states like New Jersey and in Florida and is just impossible for the average uh, person or the average entrepreneur to be able to access. Well, and again, this is going to happen in every state. There's going to be this gray market that exists, every legal thing that happens. Because you know why? The people who are making the rules have money and they have time. And they're and they're paying the lobbyists and creating the, the people to create the bills, right? Like, how many mom and dads are at home like, you know what? I think legalization is a great idea. Let me just sit down and create a 50-page uh, uh, bill creating this. You know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. And that's the unfortunate thing, dude. Uh, uh, if more average people were involved in politics, you know, we'd have a better chance, right? Instead, everybody believes all these goddamn Facebook memes and shit that are being sold all the time. Like, like right now, I've been watching on, on C-SPAN the, the filibuster and the vote, right? Like, that's a great thing about America. We could watch the stuff happening in real time and go, okay, here's my informed opinion because uh, uh, I've been listening to the R's, man. There's no good R argument, right? Like, they really are the party of the biggest loser. I just can't get into this whole like why you don't want you know like progressiveness why is this a bad thing that we all go forward why is it that you know we all have sustainability and equality things were better when we were younger yeah no crap like yeah i was dumber i was younger i i didn't have near the injuries i had but um doesn't necessarily make things any better it's just that some people they see things through a lens that stuff is was better when things were when they were younger and that times are bad and think we're on the wrong course. They're just negative Nellies. And then they're divorced from reality. And so they're looking backwards for a idyllic time that really didn't exist. But anyway. Right. Well, no, you're right. But like, that's the thing, right? With like legalization, right? We know we can have flying cars. We can have like support, you know, like uh, college tuitions and, and, and healthcare and all those things, basic necessities, like the whole uh, hierarchy of needs can be met, you know, like with the taxes that this plant can generate. And that's the other thing, right? So legalization, how we thought about it as kids was like, ah, oh, it's, you know, I got a pound, I made money, but it doesn't work that way because of regulations, right? There's licenses, there's codes. Well, it's uh, the whole you- state of South Carolina, 15 licenses, 15. Wow. And then are those hundred dispensaries, 15 licenses that's who gets those 100 dispensaries so it's just it's it's ridiculous what's the population of south carolina hey google what's the population of south carolina well and and, and 
population of South Carolina was 5,148,714. Million. Yeah, so out of 5 million people, 15 of them can get a cannabis license. You know that's going to be political connections. You know it's going to be wealthy people. That ain't good for patients, nor is it American. Well, that's the thing. I thought America was against monopolies. No. <laughs> and that's the things that's happening, right? Like, yeah. in each little collective state, only big money can, like, the Crescos and GTIs and other name brands that you can, like, I shouldn't know these kind of name brands, but they're all stock name brands, too. Tilray. Have you ever had any of GTI or Cresco's products? Not in Washington, because it's going to be a hard market. It's not there. Because it's yeah. not there. Yeah. But see, that's because they're getting their hands in the in the places they can, right? Like, oh yeah, they're coming to South Carolina. They love yeah. that. They that is their style, where only we can afford it. Give it to us, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's like this, this industry is so unfair. Like the law is unfair. The the way we've been rolling this out. I mean, it's it's, it's proven that no one dies. Like all the prohibition BS that you've been told that people believe in doesn't exist, right? Like. Yeah, uh, uh, it doesn't make want. It doesn't even make want people to be lazy. That's that's what's called uh, uh, li personal liability. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. get off your ass. You know, it's not the weed's fault. You want to sit on the couch and play video games all day. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's crazy, dude. But yeah, I, I, I so I was watching the filibuster, dude, and uh, I'm hoping you got so the filibuster up. We could talk to move into other news. There is a debate regarding the filibuster in this in the U.S. Senate right now. There's just not. <laughs> A really cool dude uh, named Gary Chambers running for the U.S. Senate in uh, Louisiana. They are also debating whether or not the filibuster will be a thing. And, and along because they're they're it's either voting rights or filibuster. That's what they're kind of throwing out right now. They're like, and it's kind of egregious how they've been like the Republican Party. They've been what is it the Heritage Foundation? You know, like yeah. when people talk about deep state, there are people out there like religious weirdos that want to like govern you. By some weird book, whether you're whatever well, you are. Well, they tell you that they believe in free markets. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and in liberty and, and fairness and all these things that are supposed to be like good. That only good Christians are allowed to have. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, it's so weird that this party's always trying to like, or there's these rules to, you know, makes the, the South Carolinian or Carolinian version of medical cannabis worse. What's that? How do you make uh, medical cannabis worse than having only the totalitarian top down, only Crescos can afford to get a license? How do you make it worse? New York. No flower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they would uh, ban smokable products and home cultivation. What's the point? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> to make it even more difficult. So now you have to grow the product, extract the product. Well, it's like Texas and the goddamn hemp medical program i mean i feel bad for texas there's a whole state of people who think they have medical but i'm sorry you got diet coke yeah you have you have a you have the usda hemp program that's what you have ridiculous though it is but you, but, you know but, i think it's nice that south carolina is starting to get on board but it's not necessarily that great of a thing when you kind of dig into it and realize no 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 flour no smokables plus only 15 companies are going to be able to share these hundred uh, dispensary licenses. They lock generational wealth to the generations that don't need it. Riddle me this, Batman. What if look, this weird hypothetical world where a bill passes now in all the illegal states, Kentucky, everybody, but it's a bill just like that, right? So now we have medical in every state, a rule in every state. Will that, you think, catalyst anything federally or no? 
maybe it would it would definitely catalyst more uh wealthy people having more wealth and and uh the well, yeah. continue to have more but i mean on a federal level though like once every state has a medical rule inbound then wouldn't that propel like say uh i don't know health maybe services? Safe banking act or something because then you have license holders in all the jurisdictions but if it's like this where the license holders are centralized well at least it's 20 past the hour so that means that it is 420 somewhere we're going to take a small break Smoking got him. Thank you, Collateral Base. Tom's company has been paying these bills for what, two years now? Uh, yes. Uh, this is our beginning in our third year of operation, Collateral Base. We've grown our revenues and we're continuing to we tune in to our Product Town Hall. It's going to be on this channel as well. We're going to broadcast that. We're going to talk about all the new things that are going on at, of course, our flagship website uh, for the collateral base is CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. It's my law blog, but also it has my consulting uh, services and products on that. Uh, we've added a whole bunch more of them. And so we go over the tech stack tomorrow uh, at the, uh, the town hall, the product town hall, uh, over the lunch hour, in, at least in the central uh, time zone. And then I, I think we're going to have to have another one next quarter because there's even I think the stuff that I saw today about what we're going to be working on is that'll take a few more months to build up. But, um, you know, it's a fairly tech savvy company. And then we have New Jersey that's popping off. We have Connecticut that's going to be opening. Uh, and one day, Illinois will have license holders. So if your state is opening or open, so it'd be a good chance to look into your program and check it out. Yes, yes. If your state's going to get involved. involved. Yeah, if you want to get involved. You want to be one of those 10 licenses in uh, South Carolina, um, get out your checkbook. So, you know, when I did look up filibuster, so check this out. I wanted to share this with everybody. Uh, If I type in filibuster. Why don't you go ahead and like, yeah, zoom it in and then let's put it back on the screen. And there we go. Check this out, though. So number one was you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Filibuster marijuana legalization, you will find collateralbase.com, filibuster and federal marijuana legalization. And the next, that's right. The next one's uh, uh, the lawyer that I had on the other day. But right. I just think it's interesting, though. So all the topics really do just discuss it as a, um, you know, course of path to legalization. So uh, Natalie Fertig, a cannabis reporter, uh, she tweeted uh, about if this actually goes through, depending on what filibuster reform looks like, it could have a major impact on chances for a comprehensive cannabis reform, which I agree with because if you end the filibuster, you're making these people work. These guys, for the most of a better part, yeah, they've been phoning it in. I, I, well, I mean, I, whether or not getting rid of the filibuster, which has that 60 vote requirement that, you know, Martin Luther King was arguing that we should also get rid of it, but yeah. the, um, they changed the rule because like they used to have to actually go down there and fight and filibuster and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And they could have the people just waiting to, like, you know, overrule them and outvote them. Now it's just like, I intend to object. All right, I'm going home. Well, and, and then also this would force the the politicians to have the legislatures to make a stance, right? Like, for the most part, all they have to do is check mark and phone in and say, yeah, I'm not coming in, but I would vote no. Well, I want to know why. I want to know, you know, what can we do to change your opinion? <laughs> like, this, this, this stagnant thing that we have been going on, like, I'm surprised we made it this far with legalization. You know, but we have on a state level. On a state level. Get get rid of the filibuster or make it correct. states trust their citizens and they actually listen to their votes. Some states are Florida. Well, and then here's the other problem, right? So 
like, and again, this is, it's such a hot topic of a two years, right? Like when we talk about like the January 6th BS, right? There was an actual attempt to actually hack the system, right? Like they were just trying to, like, I'm sure they didn't intend for anybody to die, but what they try to do is do distraction. So then they can like delay, which is ridiculous because the process is what it's supposed to be. Right. Isn't that how we, America became like civil wise and what we're supposed to be about, mm-hmm. you know, instead I can just like, again, check Mark and say, I'm not coming in. I don't know on this. So now it gets delayed and no one ever even gets to hear it. So ending right. the filibuster, I think it's gonna be huge. It may be, but uh, in other marijuana related news, there's a federal probe into Missouri medical marijuana licensing that might be ongoing according to do- documents well, Marijuana Moment's reporting that the spokesperson for the FBI said the agency cannot confirm nor deny the existence of an investigation. And uh, nobody likes to hear that. But still. That which means yes. Yeah, By Steve Vodrock and Jason Hancock of the Missouri Independent. Federal law enforcement is still seeking information as recently as last summer about medical marijuana licensing in Missouri and utility contracts and independents that have attracted FBI scrutiny for years. That's according to sworn depth testimony from a Kansas City area businessman that surfaced publicly last week. The deposition of Joseph Campbell, the owner of real estate development firm Titanfish, was conducted in November as part of an ongoing defamation lawsuit he and his company filed in 2020 against the city of Independence and two city council members. Excerpts of the deposition became public last week after they were filed in Jackson County by Independence attorneys. Hmm. So I wonder what the what is, what's the crime, though? I mean, defamation? Uh, no, I highly doubt it's defamation. Usually, if there is a federal probe going on in um, medical cannabis licensing, uh, it has to do with bribes. It has to do with some type of cause of action outside of the actual medical thing itself. Otherwise, the Department of Justice doesn't have any uh, appropriations of, of uh, federal funds to do such investigations. Well, I just think it's funny how we talk about like the actual like grows and farms and stores and whatnot or actual monopolies. But yet they're going to go after these like the, the, the lab testings for for what kind of racketeering, for what kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, the monopolies are being held. They're the license, the what are good, the governing bodies. That's who's guilty, you know, not for not allowing enough licenses or not allowing enough uh, regulation. I don't understand how a lab could be. I mean, unless they're falsifying things. I mean, I. You know, but you're a lab. You you have a, the opportunity to do all the right things because you're yeah, not touching the, the flower. I'm sure that they they don't. Yeah, they don't do the right things. They do the things they can get away with. Uh, true enough. Yeah. You want to do something? Okay. Well, I'm just reviewing this this thing, and it's uh, not as great of a an article as I would have hoped. But yeah, there is something going on in medical marijuana in Missouri that might be a little fishy. But the draw ire from the Fed, that's just crazy to me. Like, what kind of, maybe they're funneling money. Maybe it's just a, um, uh, what do you call it? When you just like, when you own strip clubs to funnel money? Oh, laundry. Oh, <laughs> Use for yeah. laundry. Right. Financial and, you know, those types of financial crime. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, money laundering. That's it. Money Most laundering likely. is a federal crime. Maybe it is. He's a real estate developer, but um, it's very often you'll see, uh, municipalities and and bribes in the industry and so like that's where you see a lot of uh federal actions that are coming because they don't they aren't allowed to arrest you for the weed anymore but if there is any impropriety in obtaining the license for that weed you know quid pro quo and whatnot uh then they can get you on various other things 
Well, and that's what happened to that that lady Deanna, I think, in New Hampshire, who was taking cannabis from California, buying it in bulk in the millions, mm-hmm. taking it to New Hampshire, giving it to her patients, and and she really makes no qualms about it. But they got her for not paying employee tax roll. Like, what kind of? <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that would be a fun segment for us to have on the show. Uh, is it? federal wire fraud or is it wire fraud you know uh, playing with a federal prosecutor and so the federal prosecutor we go over a hypothetical factual situation is it wire fraud yes or like you know uh, one of those deals where you could make the allegations that that would suffice in the court of law well i think that's what they're doing they're doing like guess the crime like (laughs) who's making money let's Uh, figure out how to get them well, that was Missouri. I th- was no, that was in Kansas. That that money was got it got intercepted between um, uh, Colorado and Missouri. So it was made and it was generated in Missouri, and they drove it back to uh, Colorado, and it got intercepted in Kansas. And then they're like, "Hey, who has jurisdiction to stop this money? Just because it smells like weed, and you know that it came from the sales of cannabis, you know." It, that was well, a it, it's, a, it's such a gray area, right? Because it's like the shit going on in Kansas. With the Delta 8, though, like, oh, that is something that we should turn our attention to. Uh, that was something that somebody on Instagram reached out to us or maybe was even on our Facebook site. And then our Facebook yeah. page is Facebook.com backslash free THC. That is free THC. You won't really find it if you search for uh, what it actually is called. Medical you know, marijuana prohibition is unconstitutional because nobody searches for the word marijuana on Facebook. But. Well, you couldn't. You couldn't search because you get sh- you're shadow banned anyways. That's right. And so there is confusion over Delta 8 in Kansas now. As the attorney general issues an opinion saying it's unlawful, this is coming out of Fox 4 from Kansas City. The debate over Delta 8 is leaving some confused and others out of luck. As it comes for hemp and cannabis plants, a recent legal decision in the state of Kansas changed its classification to a controlled substance. There's a uh, activist group out there, uh, Bleeding Heart Kansas. I... Uh... Wish you guys the best of luck. But this this is ridiculous. I mean, and they're confiscating Delta 8 from shelves, I believe, right? Yeah. On December 2nd, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt issued an opinion saying it is unlawful to possess and sell in Kansas if it contains more than 0.3% THC. Damn. Hey, uh, Mike West puts out Cresco pays 2% of net revenue lo- local. It's a bribe. Yeah. That's right. what that is, bro. Crazy. Uh, community engagement plan and community oh, yeah. redevelopment plan and community enrichment plan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so um, trickle down economics, huh? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trickle down stuff like that. However, uh, this is an attorney general saying that it's unlawful. Um, now, a legal opinion like that uh, is not necessarily able to be made by a member of the administration. Uh, you really can only be a judge and issue legal opinions. But uh, because he is the chief enforcer, because he's an attorney general, so his job is to ensure that the laws are enforced. His opinion of the law is that the Delta 8 is uh, unlawful. And so you would have to sue the state to enjoin him from having that opinion, which is a very expensive piece of litigation. Well, I'd imagine, too, I... I this is like, like lessons learned why associations are important, right? Like if you're in a, a gray area state, you really need to stronger strengthen numbers. You know, I imagine there's more than one CBD shop that got raided or whatever the hell was on the shelves or gas station. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a, to, to have this 
ability to, to sell something that doesn't kill people. <laughs> you know? It's, I mean, Delta 8, dude, you get a little warm feeling, but that's about it. And it's gone. Well, once again, on December 2nd, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt issued an opinion saying it's unlawful to possess and sell in Kansas. And then they're, they started getting taken down, they started getting taken out uh, uh, from the stores. They're no longer selling Delta 8 in Kansas to customers. And she's hoping to see medical marijuana legalized this year, said a uh, person who owns a CBD shop. So that's that really stinks. It just uh, they're just ruining certain businesses that are out there. Again, ignorance. This is what prohibition enables, right? Like uh, people enforcing ridiculous laws. Like, who are you saving, buddy? Like, what what initiated you to go, you know what? This Delta 8 is an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, there are Casey way too Hemp. many people, huh? Yeah, it's called Casey Hemco. So she's she's losing money, man. So she had a brick-and-mortar shop, or mm. she has an online shop, but she's trying to sell these uh, hemp derivatives, and uh, they say no. So there you go. That sucks, dude. That does suck because now you have a whole bunch of inventory, and if you try to sell it, somebody's going to arrest you and say it's weed. And you can't return it. You know, you, you purchase the thing with the intent to sell, not come back. Right. That's kind of why you buy inventory. You don't buy inventory to return it. You know, you buy inventory to give it to the retail per, uh, buyer, you know? Seriously. Like, like this is why I think people, like, it's so I'm so tired of, like, regular news where it's always, like, talking about the shortages, right? We've had this issue for a while there since the beginning of the pandemic because we're trying to adjust to figure out, like, how much toilet paper do you really need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, like people don't remember like two years ago we were, we were scram- fighting for toilet paper, like Game of Thrones shit. Like, yeah, well, it's always uh, an issue. Everything is all messed up now, and so like I think we've only plunged into the metaverse faster because of uh, the whole pandemic. But it looks like the Omicron variant is totally tanking, which is great. I've seen some really uh, happy charts where it's oh, like yeah. you know, a peak, and it's just like, okay, everybody's gotten it. Everybody's gotten it now. Watch out, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hey, we got some international news. Wait a second. Do we have international news? Are you going to hit that bumper or should I? Got I? you. Bloomberg is reporting that Thailand plans to make marijuana legal, scrapping jail terms and fines for possession. So this is out of the Bloomberg. They are reporting that Thailand plans to decriminalize marijuana, moving a step closer for clearing its use for recreation after becoming the first country in Southeast Asia to legalize medical cannabis and its use in both food and cosmetics. In about it's time news. I mean, I've been to Thailand. Have you been to Thailand? I have not been to Thailand. When I was in Asia, I didn't go there. I went briefly to Japan and then to China and then to Mongolia. And then I guess Russia, and so that kind of counts as Asia, but not really. I was uh, in okay. No, that's that's it. I didn't go south like that. I heard stories about Thailand. And I'm like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Like it's a beautiful country, right? When I was in, uh, uh, I think it was in Phuket or uh, whatever, I was somewhere in Thailand, and uh, um, it though at the time, which was 20 years ago, 20 plus, it was very disheartening because you do see some of the shit that you, the sex industry, right? Like it was all overlooked. I've never seen so many creepy old white dudes holding the hands of small children. Yeah. And, 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 and besides that part, I actually saw like, uh, discrepancies. The only, huh? the only thing that I heard that was really like, I'm like, wow, that's, that is cool. That's like really hard, tough. You know, 
because uh, I, I kickboxed in Korea and the the trainers would go down to Thailand. And yeah. so I'd hear about the kickboxing scene there. And then the, the records that the guys would have was like 285 and 46. And they're like 10. Oh, they, they break. Like, those are kids that like lived on the street. And so like they'd have to, uh, you know, take care of the gym and fight. And I'm Dude. like, damn. When we pulled in, they they warned Marines not to get in these rings, right? So, like, they have these open rings where people can, like, jump in and, like, fight these kids, whipping out trained grown men. But a lot of times they're intoxicated, too. But my point being was, like, the stuff I saw there was so debauchery-ridden. Uh, and it's like, how how is cannabis going to get you killed out there? Because that's what it could have done a while ago. Like, I'm pretty sure it was overlooked for 99.9% of the time. But whenever they wanted to enforce it, sure. it was a rule in the books. Right. <laughs> you know, but that was one of the weird things. It was like really like badass fighting. Good. I've heard their foods good. Like, you know, if you like uh, Asian style food, that can be kind of spicy. Heard that's good, but whatever. And then um, weird shit and drugs. It was, it it was, was. Like weird it was. shit and drugs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that. Do you want to go see some kids like kick the shit out of each other? Not really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's beautiful, though. Their beaches were amazing. I've heard uh, that, too. Yeah. For like 20 bucks, we went snorkeling and fishing and. And drinking all the beer you can drink on the, on this little boat, and that's, that's I, I just say there's this like this weird dichotomy, and I was like, but the thing that always frustrated me about prohibition though is like how we exported this plant to be illegal everywhere, and it can literally get you killed, opposed to like all the other effed up stuff going there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. or like, like in the Philippines too. You got that jackass going around trying to solve mm-hmm. his war on drugs with oh. people. Yes, the shit people will do. I tell you what. But that is good news out of yeah. uh, Thailand. They are liberalizing marijuana, and that would be great because then they can have a better tourist industry there. And Thailand is a land race area. You know, a lot mm. of great crosses come from that area. Burma, uh, Thailand. Um, you know, those Thailand's more ahead of Texas. Areas. Pardon? Thailand's further ahead in the future than Texas. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure after you've done all the debaucherous things in Thailand and you've gotten your, your legs broken by a guy who's like done 85 million fights before. Uh, and you go and you have to go where you do in those situations, the hospital, uh, they actually may have Ooh. socialized medicine. And so like, you aren't going to go broke because something went wrong in, in Thailand, but I'm not sure. I have no, they serve the Thailand's uh, healthcare system. Oh, actually two years ago, Thailand serves edibles in their hospitals. So like they've slowly been evolving on the whole cannabis issue and, and really just evolving as a culture and people. And I think people forget that there's this whole, like here in the States, right. It's this whole left, right bullshit thinking clinging to my, uh, whatever thing symbol you wear around your neck. And it's like, it's not like that. We're all human beings and we have a, a thing that we all do mutually. In, in- well, this is, this is heartening. I think look at this. According to Google's, Thailand has a healthcare system that is one of the best in the world. The country wow. started its universal coverage program in 2002, which opened up a universal health care for all of its citizens. However, civil servants and their family members received health care coverage via the civil service welfare system. So uh, they probably had that prior to getting full coverage. But think about that. That's um, they care about their people. You know, that's really what universal health care says to me. It says that you care about your people and you, it's good for them to have health. But ending prohibition is a wellness issue. Right. Yeah. First and foremost, it can make every a first chance, a holistic option. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Why are we going to have people reaching for all those uh, um, NSAIDs like ibuprofen and uh, all the other ones? What's the the Aleve one, naproxen sodium? Those ones, they can be quite difficult on your liver. You know, heroin Why are they making people reach for something that's difficult on their liver when they could be reaching for something that's not? Yeah. Well, did you see the uh, the article I shared with you in the Slack about uh, Eli Whitney's grandson? No. So in 1907. Oh, wait, do we have a history thing? Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Let's well, let's find the link first and then let's hit. The oh, I got it. When did you share this? It, it, it didn't pop up with the header. It just was the link that popped in. Okay, so is it the University Sciences? Let me see. Yes, sir. Okay, because this one was actually, I didn't put it in because it didn't seem newsy. It was from over a year, well, approximately a year ago. You're right. Uh, hang on. Let me, uh, let's go ahead and then uh, hit some branding and we have some history news. Welcome to Cannabis History with Tom and Miggy. Uh, Miggy has a little bit of cannabis history news that he would like to bring for you. So uh, here we go. Yeah. So in the uh, U.S. Science University of Sciences website, there's an article in regards to in 1907, the grandson of the founder of pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly and company completed his doctoral thesis on cannabis at the Philadelphia College of Pharmacy, today known as the University of Sciences. The thesis, the comparative psychological effects of several varieties of cannabis sativa. Tested five different strains of American cannabis against the most potent cannabis indica. The man did a study of sativa versus indica. Come on, man. In 1907. Isn't this like from, like, isn't Eli Lilly in Indianapolis? Isn't Indianapolis and in Indiana one of the worst states when it comes to marijuana laws? Exactly. And, 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 and it's also a huge pharmaceutical, like the Sacklers and the Purdue's and the mm-hmm. Moderna's or whatever's. But, uh, um, the route from Eli's uh, thesis at the beginning of the 20th century to SDI's work today has been one long, strange trip. America started thinking of cannabis as a legal drug in 1850 in the nation's official drug reference manual. The United States Pharmacopoeia listed cannabis as a legitimate treatment for a wide range of medical conditions. 1850. Wow. Uh, and then in 1937, of course, Roosevelt signed the Marijuana Tax Act, which effectively banned possession of pot requiring users to obtain a tax stamp. How, long, how many more studies do we need? It's now the studies are like becoming hilarious, right? Because when was that study done? 1907. What? Who did that study? Sit down. <laughs> Eli frickin' Lilly. What? Then what? 20 years after that was uh, uh, the LaGuardia report. And then another 50 years, the, uh, uh, what was that commission? Uh, the LaGuardia report, and that was in the 1940s, the Schaefer Commission was empowered by Schedule F, or mm. Part F, of the Controlled Substances Act to get the Democrats to vote for it in 1970. That was the Schaefer Commission's report, also thrown in the trash. So they have just been throwing reports and studies in the trash for hundreds, uh, well, over 100 years now. Well, and, and again, this is easy to do when these powers have, like, the people that are poor fooled. You know what I mean? Like this whole like voting thing, like, unfortunately, all our votes count equally. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, not necessarily. Uh, Your vote counts more depending on how many Senate votes you have. But uh, where is Eli Lilly's headquarters? Indianapolis, Indiana. So uh, hilarious. That's what she said. That's what she said. Well, I think it's about a good place for us to start wrapping it up for the week because I should get back to work as much fun as this has been. 
Uh, shout out to the members. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening in the podcast verse. Uh, remember, you're supposed to go to Apple Podcasts and rank us five stars and then roast one of us mercilessly. Uh, so like how I just mispronounced the word mercilessly, that's the roast. Oh, I just had to say something, dude. Um, so yesterday was my birthday. And, oh, happy uh, birthday. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to say, so like yeah, on, on social media, if you follow me, like I did a lot of like whining as my birthday type shit. But the only reason why I did that was because two years ago I posted about my birthday. So rule number one, I've never put my birth date in any of the social media stuff, right? I've never always put the wrong year, whatever. But then I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Today's my birthday. I'm just whatever. Then yesterday or two days ago, I got one of those like, hey, it's your birthday. You're going to do a fundraiser type shit. And I was already little buzz i'm like yeah i'll do a fundraiser freedom grow i love freedom then i'm like wait a minute i never put my birth date in whoa algorithm creepy <laughs> so that's what i throw that out crazy yeah. crazy all right man well uh, shout out to all the members that's the only thing that really generates uh, the 180 bucks this channel actually makes in a given month so we're gonna give them some credits and we'll see you when we see you Got to bounce. I got a delivery. Oh, yeah. I got to bounce as well. And, man, uh, well, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, bro.